Hey everybody, welcome to the Guide Culture Podcast. Before we get started on this episode, we want to let you know about the next in-person session. We are so excited to be able to bring the people together. We have moved the session from June to July 16th, 17th, and 18th. We are so excited to be back together with everybody. We moved it from June to July just so that you could have more certain travel plans, knowing that things are really going to be more stable in July than they will be at the beginning of June. Yes, absolutely. We are going to do everything uh, we know to do to take precaution. Less people will be coming and we're going to sanitize in between each session. And fam, I just cannot encourage in person enough. The more I do this and the more that we see people come to online and then they come in person and we kind of see the trend of people that repeat it and especially come to the in-person session, their results are just tenfold. The way they understand the material, they experience the material, and they really get that side-by-side coaching to be able to take it and run. Do everything you can to be here. I'm sure you're going to want to get out by then for sure. We can't wait to see you. We cannot wait. And depending on when you're listening to this, the next May session, May 2020, the last day to sign up for that is going to be May 11th. Yes, May 11th. And then the online starts on the 15th. Yes, starts on the 15th. And listen, the VIP session, that is going to be, this is perfect timing because you can go ahead and get started online. You can get that introduction and start practicing labs. And then it's when it's time to come in person, hopefully you can come to the July session. It will just line up so, so beautifully. So if that is something that you've been eyeing and you're like, man, that's something that I know that I would really benefit from. Now is the time to do it. We cannot wait to see you at the in-person or the online session. Can't wait. Just yesterday, I was talking to my fam on Instagram and I was like, hey, what podcast do you guys want to hear about? And a lot of them were about action and about being consistent and belief and some mindset stuff. And honestly, what I hear is that people are really wanting to play the long game. Yeah, They really want to you know, invest in themselves. And we see that a lot with our people. Yes. And we talk, I think a lot of us and a lot of you are thinking like, okay, what, when you're making decisions, hopefully you're like, okay, is this going to help me in the long game? Correct. Right. Is this worth the long game? Is this going to benefit me? Not just tomorrow or not just in the next month, but in the next five, 10 years, which is great. You should absolutely be thinking that way. Correct. And what we know about the long game is that it actually, it sounds cool. Cause you're like, Hey, I'm playing for the long term. Yeah. What's hard is what can I do today to pay off long term? Yeah, it's almost a little abstract. I would say it's very abstract. Yeah. So we're here to talk about how you actually can play the long game. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We I I think we might think a little differently than a typical entrepreneur, possibly. Maybe not. Who knows? Who even knows? But we kind of came up with a little bit of a list and we sort of have a part one and a little bit of a part two to this episode. Because it's not what you might think it is. And I, I think that a huge part of the long game is a mindset. It's a huge. certain type of mindset and it's a certain type of decision. And it's it's not what you think it is. We really think playing the long game is kind of like playing the small game. Correct. Let's explain. So the small game, fam, is really about how to look at the small decisions that you're making that actually might even feel unimportant. Mm-hmm. They feel 
just minuscule in the grand scheme of things and they actually add up in the biggest way long term Mm -hmm. yeah and we have like one main point for this episode with kind of lots of points underneath it and the real the real big theme and this is also friends this is kind of just a theme that I feel like I've been seeing a little bit, you know, we do a lot of mentorship sessions. We talk to a lot of people. We work with a lot of coaches and we're seeing a lot of questions of like, Hey, you know, is X X worth my time? Mm -hmm. Is it worth doing these calls? Is it worth having extra uh, time with my students? Is it worth me doing a little bit more in order to have a certain amount of thing? Is it worth it? Is it worth the energy? And is it worth the time? And if I just have to be honest, sometimes I think we might, maybe, we might maybe possibly just overvalue our time a mm-hmm. little bit. Yeah, it it could be a, like a, mis- I don't want to say mistake, but I'm just going to say mistake to say, well, I only want to put my time and energy into things that worked for that person mm-hmm. or that worked or that they tell me will work. Because what you really don't know is until you do a lot of things a lot of times, mm-hmm you really don't know what your sweet spot will even be. Yeah. Anyway, that's not even the entire point, but the point is like, you know, it's like humbling yourself mm-hmm. as a leader to say, you know, I'm willing to put my time and energy into more than I even know will come mm-hmm. back to me. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, Gary V. We've been listening to a little bit of Gary V. Va- how do you say his last Vaynerchuk. Name? Vaynerchuk. He kind of just said something one time. He was just like, Hey, which it was really good for me to hear. He was like, Hey, you, you don't get to decide what you're worth. Like, or you don't get to decide what's worth your time. You know, you're not the president and you're not Oprah. Those are the people that are like really deciding what's worth their time as an entrepreneur, especially in a startup, especially if you're just getting going, especially, you know, if you're just a couple years in you, owe. You owe some time, you owe some hours, and you owe some energy into the game. You don't. You don't really. You don't really deserve to really decide what's what's worth it and what's not. You really gotta do it all and go really hard for a minute to be able to see. Gosh, and that's just a lot. It's a lot of doing mm-hmm. and not getting very much in return. Let's just call it what it is. Gary yeah. also said he's like for every eight thousand things I do one probably comes back to me. Yes. That's coffee, coffee time with people, mm-hmm. mentoring people, probably phone calls, favors, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I he's mean, not he's not doing one thing and like looking for the return right there. Correct. And that, gosh, that, I Because that is the epitome of a long game. It's like, I don't know if this is going to benefit me right now, but it might later. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, man. Gosh. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest things that, that I think you could do just to make it a little bit more tangible. One thing that you could do is take one thing, take one product, take one course, take one idea and spend some time on it. Mm -hmm. Spend some time. It's really tempting to, to make a, maybe like a course or a training and then just move on. It's really tempting. And when I say move, Valen, I mean, okay, I'm going to record all the videos. I'm going to put it in a, in a, in a website and I'm going to let my students buy and take it on their own. And that's not a bad thing at all, because like, I think that's something you should absolutely work towards. Right. Mm -hmm. I think that there's a huge miss opportunity to really even be able just to master the material. Mm -hmm. 
And honestly, the way you master anything is just repeating it, repeating it over and over and over and over again. I will never forget when we first started doing guide culture. I was clearly confident at the time. We spent all this time putting it together. We spent all this time kind of organizing it. Catherine was one of the first people to take it. And people would come to lab time, which is where we implement. If you're not familiar, basically, you know, you you take the training, you kind of go and you learn the material, and then you come and you implement in a group. And I think anybody who's in an online industry might say like, oh, that's, that's you don't have to do that. You don't have to do a lab, which they're right. You don't have to do it 100%. But that was really where we were able to see if it was actually helping people. And I'm so glad that we did that because we were able to see that, hey, we we probably could have taught it better. We could have taught it a little bit more smoothly, a little bit more streamlined because people were coming confused. You probably remember that. I don't remember that because I was just <laughs> I fine. Do. You were just living your you life. Know, I was just living my yeah. life. Yeah. Well, they were just like, hey, I, I'm not sure like when to apply or how to apply, which that means it's our fault. It's not their fault. It's our fault. It's actually a whole other point. I have to think now that we're saying that. Because as a student, yeah. playing the small game is like, hey, I'm not looking mm. for the return right now. Yeah. I'm just looking to show up wow. and like get something from it regardless wow. of how you perform for me. That's so good. I don't know if people are investing more now mm-hmm. or what the deal is, but I can see how that mentality could be a little poisonous. Like, hey, where's, where's my return on my investment right now? Yes. Yeah. Instead of just showing up and just learning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Um, but I think it's just so we, we were able to see like, basically we were seeing people come in lab and maybe some things were off and we we're like, okay, let's adjust our teaching. Let's adjust the material. To this day, we're adjusting things. Mm-hmm. And that helped us so much get a training that is like, man, this is proven. Mm-hmm. Like this yes. works. But there's no way that you can do that unless you teach it live. And if you know guide culture, you know the material. I mean, it's probably like a, probably takes us 15 hours total between lab and teaching time per session. And there was time we were doing it like three times a month. We would do it for a company. We would do it in person. We would do it online. We were teaching it live. It was a lot. That's some, that's some effort. It was right hard. There. It was hard work, wasn't it, Kat? It was. Kat was either at home or at the office doing it with us. Um, And anybody would look at that and be like, why? Like, why don't you just put it in a portal? Why don't you just, you know, have the recordings? And you know what? We totally could do that. But not even, not even the, the training or whatever, really teaching it live like that. It was, it was so much more beneficial for us. It -hmm. helped us master it, like truly master the Mm -hmm. material. And that's where, you know, a girl, Stephanie Young, shout out to Stephanie Young. She's in VIP right now. She said, Hey, belief has a sound. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, repeating that material over and over made me believe, like, no freaking doubt. And I feel like it helped the way we we talk. We talk with a certain tone, with a certain belief, with a certain mindset. And I would just encourage mm-hmm. you to do that small game and to really spend some time and some hours on the one thing and just master it and perfect it. I mean, to do a live training for a year and a half is crazy for some people. Right. But we'll forever be doing it, doing parts of it live and perfecting it. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Because, I mean, for you, Kat, you, teaching it, when you teach something, you learn it twice. Oh, yeah. Would you agree with that? Yeah. And like nothing is new. No information is new. Yeah. This is all, everyone's learning and, and applying it in different ways. Mm-hmm. So really when you get to learn something and teach it, 
that's the first time it really came from your brain yeah. in that way. Mm-hmm. So to honestly just learn it and sit back and do nothing else. Yeah. That I would say you're missing out on a huge piece of yeah. the learning process, which is find a way to teach it. Yeah. Cause it's not brand new information, but it is new to you. A hundred percent. Yeah. Be game changing. And then also we feel really passionate about just like spending some serious time with your clients and with your people. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to hear more about this, I talked about it and who your competition really is. Mm-hmm. I think it was. Yeah. And it's yes. Spend time with your clients. I mean, just during the month of April, 2020, we, gosh, the amount of hours, oh my gosh. days, <laughs> so days, <laughs> purely on calls with our students. Yeah. People who haven't bought from Mm -hmm. us yet Mm -hmm. and people who have yeah the combination is days and days and days I think yeah and it's awesome oh my gosh yeah but really it it actually does so much for us and makes us better I think some some people might see time spending with their clients like man I don't want to spend you know dollar for hour or whatever I don't want to make dollar for hour and they might see it that way like Mm -hmm. man every hour I spend with this person means they're paying me this much an hour and that's not scalable and then you're right it's not but you're going to learn so much more of how to make your content and your product and your business better by spending time with people yeah it's really invaluable information. Yeah. To really just like be and sit and learn and be curious about your, your students. Like, I mean, honestly, your clients are still your prospects because mm-hmm. of course you want them to stay, but also you really want them to implement what you're teaching. Yeah. And in order to do that, you got to learn, Hey, what's like really going on here? Mm-hmm. How can we, how can we help you be, be more effective in your learning time and really kind of get to the root. And, um, and the one thing we've really learned is that people want to be heard so badly so to be able to spend time with them and know how to hear what they need and then to target what we can offer Mm -hmm. to that I mean we have the freedom to change what we offer yes depending on what our people need I feel like we do that a little bit oh yeah um like we've redone our VIP package recently Uh to Uh spend more time with people yeah and to really get them on a fast track toward creating whatever they want out of their business yeah totally and this kind of also goes back Kat a little bit to the the rookie mindset and why it's so amazing so the rookie mindset is basically where you don't know any better you don't know any different so you just do kind of what you think is best the best example I have is Sarah Blakely if you guys know you know that she is like our person here we know one day we are gonna train the Spanx company and guide culture it's coming isn't it Kat it's coming they're gonna come here Spanx sales team yep Spanx sales team they're gonna come all the time we can't wait and Sarah Blakely is gonna be so jazzed about it but she talked about how one time you know she was trying to get into Neiman Marcus I think it was Mm -hmm. and she just called Neiman Marcus and just set up a meeting and Mm -hmm. talked with somebody. And I guess she talked to a a person later who was also trying to get into Neiman Marcus with her product. And she was like, how did you get into Neiman Marcus? She was like, I just called. And she was like, wait, no, no, no. You're supposed to go to a trunk show. You're supposed to apply. You're supposed to go through all these steps in order to get into Neiman Marcus. Well, Sarah didn't know any better, so she just called and just figured it out. Yeah. But if she knew what she was, quote, supposed to do, she wouldn't probably wouldn't have done that. And so we were talking about how teaching stuff over and over and doing it live over and over and spending time in, in our lab calls. I mean, there was a, I remember there was a lab call when you were in it, Kat. We would sit in that lab call for three hours, maybe even more. 
And um, we were like, really didn't know any better. And at the time it was just like, man, we just got to put in the, put in the work. But now it's like, wow, I'm so thankful that we did that. I'm so thankful we didn't know any better. We didn't know any different. So crazy. Yeah. I think what can really stunt a lot of growth is industry standards. Mm-hmm. Like there's value to it, obviously, sure. you know, be mindful of what works and like what's clearly maybe too foolish. Yeah. I think on the other hand, there's that um, childlike mm-hmm. spirit about someone who really believes and has vision to just do just break it down be simple and don't worry about like what worked for somebody else or what the standard is because well one of our beliefs around here is that there are no rules yes follow the law but there are no rules you know what i'm saying what's that what's the quote what was that quote rules are for the birds (laughs) it was rules are for the birds but it was like there ain't no rules there ain't no rules it was from thomas edison or something it was like there there ain't no rules don't funny we're trying to get something done it was something like that oh yeah 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 um but like that honestly you know what i think your theme our theme is for 2020 what is it be free be free we are free to do whatever we want to do and and we can get handcuffed or i feel like at least i can i won't speak for the team myself i'll be like oh that's like not what you do in in online marketing or that's not the right way to do things or that's not what you're supposed to i catch myself doing that like especially during a launch i'm like no no no, that's not the right way to do a launch and i am the rookie i'm like wait why can't we just call them or or whatever yeah you just like you you question i'm like i don't know i just know that that's (laughs) not what you're supposed to do (laughs) one day it's gonna be revamped yeah like online marketing oh yeah for sure because of the rookies over here it's why i'm so thankful for you because you check us so much like wait wait, but why you know the story of the chimpanzees don't you (laughs) retell it the monkeys the reaching for the bananas you know what i'm talking about will you retell that because i don't think i heard it correctly okay so they did this experiment they put these monkeys three monkeys in a room in a little pin i guess you could say with a pole in the middle and at the top were bananas and the monkey one monkey would run up and try to get the bananas and they would spray the monkey with water and so he'd run back down and then the second monkey would do it and they'd spray him with water and he'd go back down and then the third monkey would go up try to get the bananas and they'd spray him with water and he'd run back down And then they started to put in more monkeys. So they put in a fourth monkey and the fourth monkey tried to go get the bananas, but the other three monkeys that were sprayed with water would pull him down. Mm. And then the next monkey, same thing. They try to go up and they pull him down. And slowly they started to take the original monkeys out of the experiment. So there came to a point where there were like 10 monkeys that none of them that were original and none of them would go up this pole to get the bananas they wouldn't let them they keep pulling them back down because they just didn't know any better nobody was like hey wait but why can i go get these bananas and that's what happens we get in this this pin and like this is how you do it this is how you've always done it don't change this is what works and then you just find yourself not being able to get the bananas because you won't go do it i want the bananas we want the bananas over here (laughs) you want the bananas Mm -hmm. i we just see a lot of people who are like but how did it how how does it work yeah you know Mm -hmm. climb the pole i don't know whatever whatever you got to do put on some gloves put on some grippy shoes climb pole if you fall get back on the pole to get the bananas i don't know yeah but i i also think like coming back to like the long game Like so many people are like, hey, I have done it this way. This is how it's worked. This is the long game. 
without really like questioning the small steps that they took to get there. Sure. And really what they're not talking about is the small, the small steps of so many hours of doing trial and airing so much stuff. And what they have is experience and you can never, you can't buy experience and you can't replicate experience. Mm. And sometimes that's just what you need. You are, just you, need the experience. are you saying how like in like a quote expert, you know, so yeah. it has really come far. Yeah. They might say, you know, what I really did was like emails. I really did like a mm-hmm. lot of reach outs. I really did a lot of blank when really what they did was way more than that they just don't even remember or for sure it's kind of hard to remember yeah but it's also just like we were talking about layered learning Mm -hmm. and how when you and it's subconscious so you learn something and then your next experience you take something from what you just learned a couple years ago and then that learning layers on top and it layers on top Mm. and it becomes this massive layered cake that you don't even realize is there and so you're working at this pace and working at this level because you have all this all these layers of knowledge and experience that you just can't translate to people you just can't that's true you got to go learn it yourself you got to go experience it yourself yeah there's nothing that will teach you something like experience will there's a couple times loy has seen us kind of like maybe mess up or not do things right and he and we'll come back and be like man we didn't and he we didn't do this well and he'll say he'll he'll say you know you experienced it though which is the best learning you could ever do and i feel like he said well you won't do that again that's (laughs) true it's true john maxwell talks about like i'll never make the same mistake twice that's Mm -hmm. their goal it's to not not make mistakes it's don't make the same one twice man that's good yeah that's actually really encouraging yeah you can you have control over that you really do a hundred percent you do man um okay so this is kind of part one of of our podcast of small the small game the small game fam i promise you we were were kind of talking a little bit about vision and goals and that's kind of hard for me to wrap my head around cat is like the goal queen we're gonna work on a podcast where she just kind of like takes that and run but the only the only thing i can like really think about that that makes sense to me or that's so tangible to me is the small consistency consistency Mm -hmm. over time that's why the daily deposit works really well for me because it's just like those five things the five consistent things the five hard things that you can like see and count on and layer those over time that that's really the small game over time you know that's the jackhammer that's the jackhammer or jackhammer analogy Tell the jackhammer analogy for those who don't know. Well, the jackhammer analogy, you guys, is, I mean, obviously a jackhammer with a person controlling it breaks through concrete. Mm -hmm. I mean, demolishes a sidewalk or whatever, right? And it's not because of the sharpness of the metal and it's not because of the weight of the person or the, you know, jackhammer. It's because it pounds at one spot. Who even knows how long before Mm -hmm. it breaks through concrete? I want to know. Yeah. But it's that consistent pounds. It just pounds over and over and over at that one spot till it breaks. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know what that is for you. Mm-hmm. But what I do know is that daily deposit is basically a jackhammer mm-hmm. where when you just focus on these small things where it's like one, oh, mm-hmm. once and we do this once, really? Yeah. It feels like a joke. Yeah. The first time you do it. Yeah. And then, you know, weeks go by, months go by, and you're like, wow, I actually made some movement. Yeah. And what's hard about the small game is that it literally feels like nothing's happening literally so just so you know that's normal mm-hmm. it feels like nothing's happening mm-hmm. when really what do you even call that it's like what does it really mean like when something's going on behind the scenes but let me just tell you that's the faith thing it's a faith thing you have to know 
that what you're doing is moving somewhere. Mm-hmm. Man. You got to believe. You really do. You really do. It's so important. So when you when you are spending the time on the small things and you're questioning, you're like, is this worth it? It prob- I think it probably is. It's worth the experience. It's worth the energy, especially starting out when you become Oprah. You can, you can start to be more careful with your time. But for now, when you are getting after it, don't be scared. Of course, it's worth the energy for the experience alone. Alone, fam. Okay, make sure you come back for part two of playing the small game. We're going to talk a little bit more about some kind of needle moving activities, income producing activities that are probably, probably not what you think they are. So we'll see you then. Can't wait. Bye.